Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Tech Bite with Mark Strauss. And now, Mark Strauss. Good morning, Mark Strauss. Good morning, Bulldog, oh. Big Allen Coach. You you are going to be so you you are going to be so excited when I tell you who's here in studio with us today. Who is in studio with you today? Nobody. <laughs> Wow! Oh, that's a, okay. But who last week's guest Anyway, I thought you'd be thrilled. Well, actually, <laughs> I think you're. I think you're as thrilled as I am that we get to concentrate. Yeah. and we get to have a lot of fun with this show. How's that? I, well, I, I want to know something. I, I I don't even know what this show is about today because I, I, I you oh. you sent me a weird text message last night. Okay. Well, today's show is going to be, and by the way, it's show ninety nine. It's about Jordan mm-hmm. and Ruben. The Edge cancellation replaces conversation. And I kind of really like that 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 little jargon there. Cancellation replaces conversation. You know, I mean, that's a good little. We can make a little good tune out of that and and take it someplace. But this is the issue: is that if you've noticed in the headlines, um, Jordan Peterson has um, joined the Daily Wire, and he came out with a a Twitter comment that basically got him suspended and he refuses to take the suspended tweet down. And um, he basically has declared in a manifesto that he will prefer to die than take down the tweet. And then Ruben, who is actually defending him, Ruben is the creator of Signals, remember the, the counter to Twitter, and basically, he got suspended for defending, um, you know, basically Peterson. Okay, so I, I got to ask you a question. What was the tweet? Who's Jordan Peterson? Who's this other? I don't know these people. I don't know Ruben. I don't know Jordan. I don't know the tweet. So this is really important. So Jordan Peterson is an American, well, actually a Canadian philosopher. Um, and he has been very controversial about actually um, being a professor who refused to bow to wokeism as he was he ended up having to leave his professorial job in, in Canada and then he became a spokesperson for men um, throughout the world and so that's Jordan Peterson and if you've never heard of Jordan Peterson no. and anyone who's listening to me today I would recommend even if you like him or hate him he is still a voice that should be heard because he's definitely one of Mod, of our modern philosophers that is steering up a lot of controversy, so much so that bringing him on to the Daily Wire was a very big deal. Okay, and what, what did definitely his, someone people aren't listening to. What did his tweet say? Well, I don't want to read the tweet, because for some, the tweet obviously is extremely um, uh, explosive, but the tweet was about the... The interesting story about Ellen Page, the actress who became Elliot Page, the man. Okay. And it's about him talking about the fact that, first of all, pride, and we're talking now gay pride has become now a a pride month, Mm -hmm. and that pride used to be something that we were not proud of. And I do want the audience to think about this, is that even though we might not agree with someone, when you take on someone like Jordan Peterson, you're definitely going to have a counter from him. It's extremely intelligent and persuasive. 
And so his counter, which, by the way, is on my website for anyone who's listening to this show. You can go to the little to the markstrauss.com website, markstrauss.com, and at the top you'll see the Tech Byte show. Hit it, and I put, actually, the two YouTube videos there for you to look up of uh, Jordan Peterson's um, explaining why he will not take down his tweet, and then also um, Ruben talking about the fact, a Ruben, about the fact that he got suspended yesterday. And I just think it's interesting, and I put a few of my own thoughts there. But the bottom line here where I'm going to go today, and then I really want people to think about this, is I'm going to make this a little more personal than I have ever on this show. Because I think we're at a point now where it's time for me to explain to people one of the reasons why I am doing what I'm doing. And Bulldog, you know some of this backstory, but a lot of people don't. And that is my parents in the 70s were making films about trans people. Mm -hmm. And the film was about, I want what I want. And in that film, my mom basically pays, plays a, a man who becomes a woman in 1972. I want what I want. For my mom to have made that movie in that period of time, the amount of abuse, the amount of things that I heard about my mom for doing that, has, was extremely extreme. And people are not very tolerant of change and new ideas. Prior to that, my parents did the Fox, the Sandy Dennis, Claire DeLay, and Anne Haywood movie about a lesbian relationship on a farm with a man. And again, people are not very tolerant to new ideas. The thing is, is these movies today are relatively tame. If you watch them today, you would go, wow, they're part of the lexicon of society. They, they, they fit. But when you look at them in the context of history, they were pioneering deals. They were statements that had to be said. I have a question for the audience. Would my parents have been able to break through today? No. My parents would have been canceled. Yeah, they would have. By today's standards. I find this terrifying to this audience. The reason I do what I do is to open everyone's eyes to the fact that we are actually censoring ourselves. You think it's a golden, enlightened age? No, it isn't. And that's why this is a tech bite. Because the people that are censoring us are the tech giants. And when we talked just earlier about you guys saying to everyone, please go out and vote. Vote in your local elections. Please vote in your local elections. Please vote. Because ultimately, we need enlightened people to take over all positions of government. We need people to start thinking. And more importantly, it is okay for Jordan Peterson to say things you don't like, just as you don't have to agree with what I'm saying today. But please allow me the privilege to say my thoughts so that you at least have those thoughts to compare your thoughts with. Because that's the only way we'll grow as a society and become better. That's my passionate plea. All right. That was a very passionate yes. plea, Mark Strauss. Uh, if you want to go to his website, markstrauss.com, 
Uh, I think there's a, a link on there telling you. It's a, it's a nice website you built there, Mark. Thank you. And, and we're uh, going to be doing a lot more yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. I know you will. This guy is, uh, he's off and running. He's a guy, you know, give him an inch, he takes the yard. Give him a rope, he thinks he's a cowboy. That's Mark Strauss for you, folks. I'll tell you, yeah. he, is, he is out there. He is he's But seriously, off and Bulldog yeah. and, 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 and uh, Big Allen Coach, listen, uh, this might be slightly uncomfortable, but no. do you appreciate what I just said? Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. made uncomfortable by it either. Uh, I'm not made uncomfortable by not anything. So, listen, I, I don't, like I said, the fact that I don't know Peterson and, and stuff like that. I I like what he said. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming I do from what I'm hearing. Go and check you out know, the link. I, I, I am going to check it out. I'm going to, you know, I, I, you know, to be quite honest with you, Mark, I have I have been so disgusted by all the stuff I'm reading on media, uh, mainstream, and I use that term loosely. I don't even read the stories anymore. Everyone is bad. I, I'm sure this Peterson thing's been all over the place. I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like I almost have to apologize to our listeners because I don't spend my time reading the news because it's it's not news anymore. It's like reading the National Enquirer. Yeah, it's like reading a diary. And it, and and everything is so one sided. Like I'm guessing if I read the Jordan Peterson story on CNN, it would probably come across differently than if I read the Jordan Peterson story on Fox. Is that right? Correct, because. One side would say that what Jordan Peterson was saying was hate speech because he was describing basically a change and a societal shift. By describing the shift and describing the irony of the shift, Mm -hmm. he's damaging a certain sect of humanity. There's only one problem. Philosophy needs to do that in order to grow. (laughs) In other words... How do you do anything if you can't experiment with ideas or with things you create through experimentation? Today in our society, if you say something that another, uh, you know, faction doesn't like, they don't want to hear from you any longer. They don't want to give you a platform. In fact, they have only one thing they would like to do for you is shut you up. You you know what? We, We had a situation. Somebody didn't like what we said and they... Went away. You don't want to fight back. You no, want to just go away. No, but he, I think it goes farther than that, Mark. I think if somebody doesn't like what you say or what you believe, they want to ruin your life. They want to punish yes, you. that's another thing. They want to punish you because that thought somehow triggers a response in them that is adrenaline-filled, and they usually have some form of, you know, light response, like from our Stone Age past. And social media seems to bring out on us, think of it, all of us, kind of caveman mentality or cave woman or cave person to be protect, to be politically correct. To you don't have to be politically person. correct here, Mark. Don't here. Be politically I understand correct. that. Yeah. But I'm trying to show the absurdity, yeah. too, of yeah. what you have to go through to get it right. So cave persons today are what we have become. Because it's like, you know, it's either good or bad. There's no middle ground. And I just wanted to suggest. To I've, been, I've been living in the gray my whole life. Ground. I like middle ground. I like it yeah. in the middle. Mark, so you said something that really bothers me at the beginning. I think it's a Mandela effect where you said, listen, they can't say that that's hate speech. Mandala. Well, Mandala effect. Mandala effect. <laughs> because I was like, well, it's, it's in the Constitution. It's hate speech. Like, you show it to me where it's there, and I'll abide by it. There's no such thing as hate speech that's illegal here. It's the First Amendment. Well, no, but, but guys, the 
problem is it's not even hate speech. It's the definition of what the heck is hate speech. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We know what hate speech is to an extreme. Everyone does. Extremes, it's interesting. All extremes are acknowledged by all groups. I, I want to say what I just said again because huh. this has been proven that all extremes are acknowledged by all groups. So this is what's so interesting. Then why the heck do we find ourselves with no middle ground? We do. We all agree on murder is bad. We all agree that doing a good thing is good. We all agree on these principles, but we have no middle ground any longer. And I am going to go out of my way with, this, with the stuff that I'm doing, with the book, with talking with you guys and all of us to make people think about this. Because you know what? We can be nicer to each other, can't we? Look how you guys all get along in the morning and you know, barely, you know, try not to kill each other and try to create a great radio show. And at the end of the day, you come into the studio all with different mentalities. You have to find common ground. You know I'm right. Shut up, nerd. Do. Well. <laughs> <laughs> There's my point. I, and we find common ground. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, nerd. Yes, nerd. Nerd persecution. Okay. There be no... Justice. Find your common ground. We, there's a link on our uh, Facebook page right now to your website. If you, people want to click that, they can get right there. And I wanted to say, too, I wanted to ask you real quickly, and I, it's a one-word answer, Mark, a uh, Facebook question of the day. At what age do you think a child should have a cell phone? Um, 16. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's, uh, Actually, you surprised me there. Yeah, I, I would have thought you would have said younger, but that's okay. You're entitled to not your anymore. Opinion. Okay, not anymore. I, I disagree with your answer. I am going to ruin your life. Yeah. I I saw a really cool product for a house and if you have family it goes to the centerpiece of your table or on your countertop. It's like a vase looking thing that's hollow in the middle and you can't see through it. And it's a cell phone storage device that you can't look. You you, you put out. You all come into dinner. Everything goes in this little vase, but you can't see if it goes off. You can, it, it's shaded from the outside. It looks like a little illuminated vase. But everything goes inside, and all distractions are away when you're in a meeting or, or at family dinner time, something like that. Because when the phone rang during my dinner time, that was a big deal. Oh, when it rang during our dinner time, it was always my sister's friend, Cheryl. She always knew how to call when we were eating dinner. Always. All right, Mark, we got to go. And Mark Strauss, yeah, thank you, Mark. buddy. Appreciate it. Even though we disagree on things, thanks. <laughs> no. See you later, Mark. Bye, Be good. guys. Bye.